0: You're listening to the Cornerstone Buzzcast, a ministry resource of Cornerstone Church in Auburn, Alabama. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Cornerstone Buzzcast. Rusty Hudson here, lead pastor at Cornerstone. Uh, my guest this week is Suzanne Corson. Hey, Suzanne.
1: Hello, everybody. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you?
0: Good. I'm glad <laughs> you're here. Hey, uh, take a minute before we get going and just tell us about yourself, okay?
1: Yes. So my name is Suzanne Corson. I am the director of groups ministry here at Cornerstone. I was trying to think. I think I started working at Cornerstone on staff about three years ago, completed the residency, and then got hired on after that. And then I also work with group uh, guest services on Sunday mornings. I'm married to Michael Corson. We've been married for um, over five years, and we met in college and then just stayed here ever since.
0: Nice. Yeah. Among mm-hmm. other things that you do here. Yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> Those are the two. Of, all kind of good stuff. Yeah. Um, so we're in a series here on this podcast uh, through the Lent season, which is the season taking us up to Easter. <clears throat> just taking each week to talk about spiritual disciplines. Um, just a reminder, um, spiritual disciplines are practices that we put into our life, into our, our spiritual life especially, that help us remain grounded in Christ mm-hmm. or help us grow closer to Him. And uh, the practices that we are talking about go back hundreds and hundreds of years, you know, like Christians have been doing spiritual disciplines for a really long time. So it's good Mm -hmm. for us to talk about this. During the season. And today I invited Suzanne because she leads our groups ministry here at Cornerstone, especially. And um, we're going to be talking today about the discipline of disciple making. Yes. Now, that discipline is uh, not one that you'll find on many spiritual discipline lists, but it is a discipline that mm-hmm. we should be about the business of making disciples. And I think you would agree with that.
1: Yes. That's actually like, I feel like for the past, because I've been working with groups for a while now. But the past like year and a half, the Lord has really just been pushing disciple making to like just to my heart of just how important that is Mm -hmm. and just that how we are called to make disciples. And as believers, um, that is what he's commanded us to do. So, yes, I've become more and more passionate, even though I've been a follower of Jesus for a very long time. It's like God has just really been like putting that need and that urgency in my heart recently. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and, you know, sort of built into every follower of Christ is this um, sort of like DNA that we are supposed to make another disciple, like yes. this is what we do. Mm-hmm. And so it should be some sort of a discipline in our life. And so mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about that a little bit today. And so I'm just going to pitch Suzanne a whole bunch of questions oh, here yeah. and we're going to see where this goes. So first of all, Suzanne... Um, What is a disciple? Let's just kind of get that laid out there Yeah,
1: so that's just someone who believes in Jesus and then seeks to follow him in their everyday life. I know naturally, um, just growing up in the church or when you hear the word disciple, I know for me, I naturally think of Jesus's 12 disciples that, you know, he called them to come leave everything and follow him. And um, in that, I mean, they were just seeking Jesus to teach them like he was their teacher in that time that Jesus was on earth. But yes, that was a long time ago. But then after that, like we are disciples in our resurrected Savior, that now Jesus is risen, so His Holy Spirit is in us, and we are the disciples. So we are people who are seeking out um, to learn more about Jesus, but then also how we can live that out in our everyday life.
0: Yeah, somebody who is clearly intentionally Mm -hmm. a follower of Jesus, a Follower of his teachings, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think really a mature disciple is somebody who is making disciples, yes. So, you know, that kind and of And like matters. strong
1: disciples too who yeah. are then making more disciples, sure, you yeah. Know? Like it Absolutely. continues on after that.
0: Um, and I don't know if you've experienced this with other people, but sometimes I run into folks who are intimidated by the idea of making another disciple and what that means. Oh, Me? you're raising, I'm your raising hand. my hand oh, wow, right now, okay. right, yeah. all right, super so, <laughs> not,
1: not as much anymore, but we find somebody but else a while else. ago, yes. Still scary. So you're confident now. You're yes. good to go. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I Not think but most people have that fear of rejection or what is someone going to think if I talk to them mm-hmm. about even my faith or they might think I'm trying to convert them or something like that, which, you know, um, a lot of fears are just unfounded in general. But I think mm-hmm. this is one that um, that we can definitely overcome when we begin to think about the pressing nature of how important it is to make disciples, which um, we'll get to in just a minute for yes. sure.
1: Well, and that's what I know for me. Like a few years ago when I first started mentoring um, a college student, I just getting ready for that, I was like, okay, like I don't, yes, I've, you know, I've studied the Bible. I know, you know, a good amount, but like, I, what if she asked me some weird thing and I don't know how to answer? You know, mm-hmm. it's like just that nerve of like not knowing what's going to happen. But that's where it comes in of just trusting the Lord and knowing that He will equip us for that moment. That time. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Speak truth, you know. In you have to
0: trust God mm-hmm. yes. and believe that it's not us that changes another heart, it's God that changes another right. heart, right? So yes. that's an important part of this. Yes. So, really, padding. when it comes to this, what is disciple making? Like, what are we doing there?
1: Yeah, so I see it as fostering mm. others in their relationship with Jesus. I mean, just with what Cornerstone's mission statement is, leading people to know and serve Jesus, mm. that's, it's an act of seeking out those people and caring for them as they're growing you know, their faith as well and their journey.
0: So as we like to say whenever I lead our Connect class, it's to lead people to know Jesus— For the first time In other words You know They're just people That don't know Jesus And Mm -hmm. we have to Introduce them to him And uh, and then helping them Grow closer to Jesus Leading them to grow closer And to know him For the rest of their life So Mm -hmm. that means growing And being equipped um, but we want to we wanna help people get to that point where they are growing in their faith mm-hmm. and uh, taking that step to follow Him.
1: And I think it's a journey, too. And that's where we, as followers and believers, should step beside others to be a part of that journey with them and mm. encourage them so that then they'll be confident enough to then go make their own disciples. Yep. But, yeah, it's definitely a two-way, you know, encouraging one another and continuing to foster them in their relationship with the Lord. Because it's hard,
0: mm-hmm. you know. I mean,
1: just living out— Your faith every day is really hard, so we need—we're built for community, and Mm. we need those people beside us Mm -hmm, encouraging mm -hmm. us to grow.
0: Okay, so in light of that, how do we go about making a disciple? It always sounds funny to me, like, I'm making a widget. You know, I'm making something, but we're making a disciple, but Mm what— How do we do that?
1: Yeah, and I always think like first and foremost, we have to have that relationship with Jesus. Mm. If we're not right in our hearts with Christ, then it's going to be super hard to be pouring out to these people and, you know, when we're not there ourselves. So I think first and foremost, it's us, you know, having Jesus as our Savior and then in that He will uh, love us so that we can love others, just like in First John, yeah, First John four nineteen, mm-hmm. where it talks about we love because He first loved us. And in that was, you know, it's hard to love people every day. You know, I mean, especially when we've got our stuff going on. So when we have that relationship and we're rooted in Jesus and in the Lord, then we can then care for others. Because mm. that's, I think, the first step of just the relationship part of disciple making mm. is caring for the people and loving them yeah. and then being intentional from there and just seeking that out.
0: Yeah, I think what you just said right there is the key to the whole thing. Um, <clears throat> it's not many people who are comfortable going to a perfect stranger right. and introducing faith to them, mm-hmm. but it is... Always best done in relationship with relationships that we've already built with people Mm -hmm. and that we do care for them and they do know that we care for them. Yes. Um, It's like that old statement people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I mean, you Mm -hmm. know, it's that same thing when it comes to um, helping people come to Jesus. And I think about the. the story in Matthew chapter two verses one through 12 about the four guys that bring their paralyzed friend to mm-hmm. see Jesus. Right. And they get to the house and, and it's jammed and they can't get anywhere near him. And mm-hmm. they're like, we have got to get him because we believe Jesus can heal him and, and, um, all that. So, uh, they went up on the rooftop and they cut a hole in the roof and then they lowered him down right mm-hmm. in front of Jesus. And, and then Jesus recognizes him and, and uh, and was commended, you know, the folks who brought him. And then they also he also was like, you know, it's not just your physical healing, but it's also your spiritual healing. He said, hey, you know, I'm, I forgive you your sins, So now take up your mat and go. And he healed mm-hmm. him. Um, but I think that there's a model there of those friends who cared enough for him. And so there's the caring component. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and through that relationship, they said, hey, we know that this person can be healed through Jesus. So we've got to get him to Jesus Mm because he can't get himself there. So we're going to do that. And with passion, they carry him there. And uh, I don't know, there's just something good about that image and and just yes well and then
1: the intentionality of the next part of them pull I mean I'm just picturing them like pulling a paralyzed man like that's dead weight you know but then pulling him up on top of the roof to then dig it out where they had to come up with a plan beforehand like Mm. yes they cared and had that relationship Mm. of we need to get him to Jesus so then they figured out okay let's be intentional about this and plan how we can actually you know, get him to Jesus, right. you know, like there's a whole intentionality and like that urgency that comes with it too. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we're missing that, you know, and with disciple making, there is that urgency of wanting to share Jesus and helping foster those people in that relationship to then go have the same urgency and that same fire to share with others.
0: Yeah. They cared for him. They were mm-hmm. relentless in making sure that he knew Jesus They knew that Jesus was the only hope for him, Mm -hmm. and I kind of think we could all look around our world, family, friends, neighbors, coworkers, you know, there are people in our world who have yet to experience that, but they're going to probably most likely find Jesus through a caring person, Mm -hmm. you know, and somebody who intentionally prays for them, intentionally, you know, um, keeps the door open, and um, I think that's how that will best happen. Mm-hmm. Is...
1: And just like with what we're saying with relationships, like there needs to be that trust too. Mm. you know, um, to have that trust for them to listen to you when you're sharing, you yeah. know, the love of Jesus.
0: You know, I think about the urgency part of that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if you or I somehow in some crazy world discovered the cure for cancer mm-hmm. and we had it, you know, like we, we know this will cure cancer across the the globe. We would not keep that to ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like we would never do that. That would be wrong to do that because we know people need it and and we would want to go out there. I guess the opposite might be somebody who says, no, I'm going to keep it to myself and maybe profit from it you know, or benefit Mm -hmm. from it just for me, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same thing with our faith. I mean, we have been given the gift of salvation. Like Mm -hmm. we know how to be saved for eternity. We shouldn't hold on to that just for ourselves, no. right? Like, that is not only a gift given to us, but it's a gift we should be sharing, you know, relentlessly and passionately with other people around. Them. We should find ways to make sure that we get Jesus to people and get people to Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I feel like, just us, especially here in the South, too, of just growing up. In our little Christian bubbles and, you know, in the south of just most people go to church. Mm -hmm. But um, I feel like it's sometimes hard for us to really see the need out there. But when you really pray and you're seeing like, yeah, no, these are broken, hurt people. And we are just as much missionaries here as people in Africa and China, you know, like Mm -hmm. anywhere else. Like we still God put us here in Auburn or Opelika, wherever we are for a mission and for a purpose to be intentional in our day to day life and caring for those people that come that we do come in contact with in those relationships. But I think the struggle is we don't see that, you know, just from our you know, we have to really seek that out.
0: Yep. We just <laughs> see. get up, we see breakfast, the urgency. Yeah. We go to work. Mm-hmm. We come home. We watch TV. We hang out with our family. We go to bed. Mm-hmm. We repeat that every day. And at some point, we sort of have to have some sort of a pattern interrupt of our life and go, "Wait a minute! There's a mission
1: that mm-hmm. I'm supposed to
0: be on here." Yes. And so, I think if we can just kind of relook at our world, that would help tremendously. And also recalibrating, just why am I here? Mm-hmm. I, I've been given a gift that needs to be given to somebody else, and I think that's um, I think that's important. Which brings me to this. Next question, which is why I think we've almost answered this one, but we're going to go through it anyway. Why is it so important for believers to make disciples?
1: Yes, I, it's because Jesus told us to <laughs> straight up. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just like we were reminded in Matthew 28 18 through 20, just where it says, and Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me, therefore go. And make disciples. And it continues on of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So, again, here I'm just reminded like we talked about the disciples to begin with, of how Jesus was on earth with them. Back then, well, now Jesus, like the Holy Spirit is in our heart and he is here with us. Mm. And he right here says, go and make disciples Mm. and that he's commanded us to that. And also just think of the verse that says, um, if you love me, you obey my commands. Mm. And I mean, like that's serious stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, of just Jesus telling us like we are called to go and make disciples. And we have the Holy Spirit with us to do that, to equip us for that mission, the mission that he has for us here.
0: And because of that, we don't have to be afraid, we don't have to be worried, we leave the results up to God, because Mm -hmm. you and I don't change somebody else's heart, only God does that, but we do have to open doors, introduce Mm -hmm. people, and you know, Jesus wants us to have a full life now, and eternal life with Him, Mm -hmm. and He wants that for every single person, but... There's got to be a way to get the message out, and yes. and uh, so it's it's up to the church for sure. But the church is made up of a whole lot of parts of the body, the individuals, the believers, you know, mm-hmm. who all have that responsibility. But if we all do it together, then the church is is moving out and growing the yes. kingdom. Mm-hmm. So that's an important part of that. You know, I was thinking about all of this conversation in light of what we're doing at our church which is find your place and trying yeah. to help people literally figure out what am I gifted for? What's my passion? You know, what's my story? How does that matter? And and I'm thinking, how does this matter to disciple making? And since mm-hmm. you've kind of been giving leadership to find your place, like what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. So I'm very passionate about finding a place because I just see how this is kind of the first step to disciple making. And just because If we don't know how God has equipped us or made us, we're not gonna know how to go out there and be intentional. I mean again, I just keep going back to that intentionality and boldness of living out our faith every day. And I know again, like I said, like I grew up in the church and I did always, you know, go to Sunday school every single day, you know, or every Sunday and all those things. But going through Find Your Place, I guess when staff we went through it about a year ago Mm -hmm. and just beginning find your place and seeing like oh yeah, like these things that I thought I was passionate about, or, you know, like it all coming together of learning about my gifts and my passions and how those together can work through my story. Mm. Um, It's just, yeah, it's a great first next step for people of just taking that step of just being bold and learning how God can use you in your everyday life with what you're actually passionate about. Because if it's, if you're doing something, but you're not passionate about it, then it's just going to fizzle out. Or you'll start, oh, I don't really want to go, any, you know, because mm. that's not your true passion. Mm-hmm. But um, when it's, you know, when you know what God has made you for, then there's, it's there's, you know, so much we can do.
0: Well, and in Find Your Place, we talked about people passion, which is that, <clears throat> who is that group of people? Who is that mm-hmm. particular person and stuff like that? Well, sometimes we don't know that until we discover who we are and yes. we really reflect on uh, what? Who is my people passion? And then we we get that dialed in the right direction, we're going to be a whole lot more confident going to reach people with the message of Christ and the love of Christ.
1: Well, and then we'll be excited too about it. Yeah, um, mm. I know the people passion one is the one that just for a while now it's just stuck with me because. I mean, I do see myself as a passionate person, but at the same time, I feel like I'm kind of just chill too. So I took a lot of time of just kind of thinking like, who am I truly passionate about? Mm -hmm. And in our Find Your Place group, um, I guess last week, we really had such a great discussion of just thinking like, okay, if you're in a room with all these different type of people, who are you automatically going to start watching and kind of float towards? And um, I've always thought that mine was a different people area, Mm -hmm. and the Lord just throughout typing out my story and taking the assessment. And just really these past few months, the Lord just kind of revealed to me um, and just reassured me that my passion is really kids, mm. and I've always seen myself. I've always naturally been drawn to kids, and I feel like kids have been naturally drawn to me. And I always just thought because I'm stupid and really goofy, <laughs> so I'm kind of <laughs> more like a kid, and you know I can okay. relate to them of just mm-hmm. acting like a fool. So um, I just always kind of thought, well, that's just really part of my personality. But I'm really passionate about these, you know, these people over here. But just through this past year, I mean, the Lord has just kept reminding me as I'm thinking through my story, as we're, you know, getting so much more, just digging into find your place and the gifts with your passion. I'm just being reminded that the Lord should show me how kids really are truly my passion. I mm. think back, um, to a few years ago when I was the three-year-old preschool teacher at Foundations mm. and, um, one of the, like one of my passions was those kids But I didn't even see it as much then and just how God really used me in that. But then I just think back to the sweet boy. His name was Aaron. And um, he had a tough time. Like he had a little bit of a speech impediment and he English wasn't his first language, so there is some other things, too. But I just remember, and I can just see it so clearly, we would sit around the circle, and each kid would get up on Friday, and they would say their Bible verse with their motions. And after they said it, then everybody would cheer for them, and then they could go get their treasure box for the week. And I just remember, like, tears came to my eyes because Aaron, he stood up, and he— It was really hard for him to speak, but Mm. he sat there and did. Jesus is with me always. Mm. And I'm right here just doing the motions, getting Mm. emotional for it. But it was just so powerful to see how God used my passion and my skills of caring and loving and teaching these kids to make an impact in his life. And um, I mean, it was just so moving to then like we shared it with the parents and like everyone saw that and just see how God was just working and shining through him. Mm. Um, So like, yeah, that happened three or four years ago, Mm -hmm. maybe even more than that. But I'm just now. Realizing just how this journey has been and how that is truly like one of my passions as kids. And then I also think about just um, how my cause is at risk children, where I've always kind of seeked out those kids. And I was volunteering at our house for a while. And just once you are truly passionate about it, then you're fulfilled in that. Mm. And you're not dreading to go, you know, on Monday mornings because I loved being with those kids. Mm. And now we've had the opportunity to foster and, you know, open our home for Matthew, which has been amazing of just seeing how, you know, and yes, it's been a process because I truly thought that my people passion was something completely different, but Mm -hmm. God's just continuing to teach me and just reassure me of how he's going to use me in his kingdom and to further his kingdom.
0: That's awesome. I mean, really, (laughs) it's a perfect example of exactly what we're talking about here and just letting God lead us to those right people, to that right Mm -hmm. mission that he's calling us to. And Gosh, I mean, we could go on and on. I mean, this is such a big topic, and Suzanne, I really appreciate you Mm -hmm. being here and just talking us through that. Um, It was very good. Um, You know, I'm thinking we're getting into that Easter season, and as we get closer to Easter, uh, I'm reminded this is a time when people are more open to somebody else sharing faith with them Mm -hmm. or even an invitation to church. But even that, to me, is important to be relational. But um, So I just encourage everybody who's listening like during this season leading up to Easter, just be mindful of people around you. Really be open to having conversations that matter Mm -hmm. and uh, to opening doors for folks. And uh, so anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up here today. Appreciate everybody listening um, in on us. Just encourage you in that disciple making discipline and uh, certainly hope that you will tune back in with us next week.